A Nation Divided, furnished by the Cochrane Firm. KBC Talk Radio 790, coming to you live from Culver City on this rainy day in Southern California. This is a nation divided, where we talk about uncomfortable subjects, sometimes subjects that need to be swept under the rug, but we love talking about these things. I am sitting across from my best friend in the entire world, Mr. James Oates. How are you doing, brother? You know, it feels good to be back, Brian, after uh, being bumped by uh, so many college football games. I mean, why would anyone even care about college football? Why would they want to listen to us instead of, I don't know, watch I, I don't Georgia know, play LSU today or Cincinnati play Memphis? I mean, not that I care. I'm just saying. It reaffirms our place on the totem pole of the universe, my brother, which is pretty much near the bottom. People to listen to our mindless dribble instead of actually watching a college football game, I know. So, folks, we love you, and uh, we're going to want to hear your opinions on this. We're going to be talking about the death penalty today, specifically the death penalty in California as an attorney for 25 years. Uh, this is something that I'm intimately familiar with. And uh, California, for those of you who may not know, uh, has probably one of the most tortured histories as it relates to the concept of the death penalty. And let me just give you a few facts, folks, just some things that I'm sure you probably don't know. The death penalty was basically reaffirmed in California after it had been abolished in 1978. Uh, since that time, and I'm sure this is going to shock you folks, there have been a whopping 13 people that have been executed by the death penalty in California. In California. There are currently 744 people that are on death row. Uh, in response to... This concept, there have been several challenges. An awesome federal judge in Orange County by the name of Cormac Carney ruled that it was unconstitutional in a case because it simply was too arbitrary and it was too filled with delay. Uh, that, that ruling was later reversed. But one of the things that has happened recently, folks, is that our governor, Gavin Newsom, has basically put a hold on the death penalty. He has stopped it. He has issued a moratorium stating that there will be no more executions in California. Not going to happen. Now, one of the reasons why this is relevant now is because there's probably going to be a ballot initiative in the next election that will call upon the voters to determine whether or not we should keep the death penalty in California. Uh, folks, we're going to want to hear your opinions straight away. And I don't care if you have a law degree or if you have a NAW degree or if you even have never been to school, we want to know what you thought we're thinking about this. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-5222. And for those of you who want to get it at us during the week, we have a website, nationdividedradio.com. But in general, when we start talking about the death penalty, it just doesn't work in California. In Texas, you have a good chance of being killed. If you are sentenced to, oh, yeah. to die. To die. Yeah. It happens in Texas. In, Although it costs uh, them a lot of money, too. Yes. But not nearly as much as it costs us in California. So, Jim, you've done some research here. And when we really think about the death penalty, we have to really think about what actually it costs to make this thing happen. Tell us some of the numbers, Jim. 
A uh, judge for the uh, Ninth Circuit Court, a senior judge in the Ninth Circuit Court, did a uh, study back in – this is going back to 2011 now. So these numbers have changed a little bit, but this will give us a sense of it. Did a study with an LMU professor, and they found that it cost since 1978, the state of California – Essentially, four billion dollars. That is not that is Austin. Four billion dollars. Billion dollars. Four billion dollars more. Thirteen people. And to house seven hundred and forty-four than it would have than it did for the fifty-one hundred inmates that are uh, have life without parole. So So, I mean, that's yeah, that's a huge number. Absolutely. So, folks, there's a term that that we lawyers use. It's it's in term of kind of a, a jargon. It's called LWAP. LWAP means life without possibility life without of parole. Possibility. LWAP. That's right. basically what is reserved for the absolute biggest threats to the public safety, the worst criminals, the worst of the worst. And that basically means you're going to be in prison for the rest of your life. And we're going to house you until you die in prison. Uh, there are 5,100 approximately people in California who are serving life without possibility of parole. Not uh, going to get out. 744 have the death penalty. And it's, it's worth noting, too, just jump right away in with another statistic. Half of the people that go on death row end up dying in prison. So they get right. life without, without possibility. possibility of parole. I mean, they get it. And, and that just costs us more for them to get to that point. And when you think about it, you have to really think about what is it that makes California unique. Uh, and as an attorney, I can tell you that we have uh, a very aggressive bar. In other words, the lawyers that are defending people on death row are – incredibly talented and what they're talented at doing folks is just keeping the ball in the air they're like you can try to kill this person but we are going to file so many petitions for habeas corpus and we may we may put 13 grounds or actually like 36 is the last one i saw and even if one sticks uh, there's not going to be a you know a chance that they're going to do it so and other states don't have as much they don't have the workload we do so right. they're there the ninth circuit court does more than any other circuit court in the country and that's the federal appeal it, that's right so that's just federal you, appeal it hasn't been through california that's right exactly so yeah. jim if you just say i'm tired of you crap brian and you shoot me in the head and you get the death penalty this is the first thing that's going to happen there is going to be a jedi lawyer yes that is going to come to your right uh, cell that is someone who is going to be just – these are the brain surgeons of criminal law. A whole group of people are going to show up. And there's going to, exactly. Yeah, and they're, and there's a, there, are, there are whole organizations that are nonprofits that are dedicated to defending people that are on death row. And really what they're against is a death penalty. Yes. And the way that they are showing their opposition is by saying we are not going to let you do this. But what, what that lawyer is going to do that meets you is he's going to do your direct appeal. You are guaranteed a direct appeal. And that is within the California state court system. And then you're guaranteed a, a direct appeal with the appellate court, you know, as opposed to the trial court that heard it. Right. And then there are going to be a series of appeals that are on the federal level. So if you really look at how long this takes, it can take three decades really just to exhaust all of them. And we haven't even talked about the cost to get up to trial. Right. So like if very you're, good point. If Jim. you're getting if you're a police officers and you're investigating and your prosecutors who are, are bringing up cases for people to go on to death row, the idea is to get them convicted and put on death row. If their success rate is less than 50 percent, which it is right now, he's right. like 43 percent. That's the right. average. That means all of that resource that was spent on trying to get them on death row was wasted. That's a great point. So, folks, we want to hear your opinions. And really, every opinion is respected. Uh, this is something that is going to come up and it keeps coming up again and again and again. And we're going to have to at some point uh, as a state. We're not going to talk about other states today. 
We're going to have to realize uh, whether or not this is something that we really want to keep. Uh, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, a nation divided at 1-800-222-5222. Ricardo, uh, I definitely uh, appreciate the fact Hello? that you've called. Welcome to a nation Hello, divided. Ricardo. And we are dying to know what you think. What are your thoughts on the subject, brother? Well, I am definitely for the death penalty, but just uh, exactly what you were saying, it's a waste of time and a waste of money. Yes. The right. Let me ask it, you, uh, I'm sure, Ricardo, why are you I for did. it? Why are you for it? And there's no wrong answer to this question, but we just want to know, why are you for it? Well, I don't know. I hate to throw out a Bible quote because I don't know the Bible. Are you about to say I an eye for an eye? eye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. 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 But, 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 yeah just like I think it was... Uh, but oh, you know, Ricardo, let me Ricardo, let me let me clarify what you're saying. If I'm hearing you right, I, I think what I'm hearing you say is that you, in principle, believe in this idea of the death penalty. That there's stuff out there that someone does it so bad that they deserve the death penalty. But what you're saying is, is unfortunately, it's just a waste of time and money right. to the society. Is and that what you're saying? Completely. Yeah. And if you I'm understand an eye for an eye and the concept of an eye for an eye, one second, Ricardo, yeah, like, we're going to get right back to you. I just think our voters, and I, I apologize, Ricardo, we're going to get right back to Hang you. On, but Ricardo. One of the things that I think our listeners should know as you're driving in your car, whatever, at home, what is it that gives you the death penalty? Yeah, they you don't know. That's not right. We need just, to tell them that. That's it's right. not just murder. Yeah, okay? it's, not it's not just, just an eye for an eye. Right. The people, a lot of people don't know that. All yeah. right, so I'm going to go through the main ones. If you use a bomb or poison, you are eligible for the death penalty. If you have a committed murder involving torture... Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a very broad right. subject. You're eligible for the death penalty. Police if it officer. Is, uh, in connection with uh, if you kill a law enforcement officer, law enforcement, yep. firefighter, witness, judge, prosecutor, or jury. Remember, we're civil rights lawyer in there. They can kill me. There's no problem. You, you have to count. be like, a, uh, okay, yeah, well. You don't I, count, Brian. I, you know. <laughs> you don't, you don't make the cut. Amazing. Sorry, dude. Oh, okay. Then you can get the death penalty. If you have more than one murder conviction, you can get the death penalty. Uh, and if you do it in connection with a serious felony, but this is the kicker, and folks. what if you blow up a, what were you going to tell me before, like it was a, a train, yeah, train track. Up a tra- tra- but train that was back in the Billy like Kid days. Like back in the Billy the Kid days, right? You could yeah. do some serious damage by doing that. Sure. But, but folks, this is the kicker. The other one is that if you simply are doing the murder in connection with a gang or gang activity, yes, that's that will, and thing. that's very broad. We've so Ricardo, we want to get back to you. We only have a little bit of time before the break, but I, I cut you off and tell oh, us a little I, bit more about what you were saying there. Well, the last point I wanted to make is it would be great if they got life plus life and they couldn't get out or life plus 30 years. But the fact is that somebody like Newsom or Brown or some other right. idiot will just let them out right. you know, 20 years from now. Well, Carter, don't go anywhere. We've got to take a short don't go break anywhere, right Carter. now. We're, We're going to come, come back. back and, commercial. folks, if you'd like to join yeah. the discussion, we'd love to hear your voice at 1-800-222-5222. Should we keep the death penalty in California? It's relevant, and it's going to come up pretty soon. 1-800-222-5222. We're going to take a short break very soon. But as we move into the uh, the next segment, I want to get you to think about, is this right? Okay, is this fair? Is this something that is just? We have evolved from the wild, wild west days. Is this something that we want to keep doing? And, you know, as we move into the break, that's what we're going to be talking about. 1-800-222-5222. And folks... Uh, as we are moving into the break, we are going to... Remember like nationdividedradio.com. Right. Nationdividedradio.com. You can find us there. Yes. We'll be right back, folks. Isn't it 
live. Isn't it good to be alive? Welcome back. We are Nation Divided Radio. Talking about some uncomfortable subjects sometimes. And this particular day, we're talking about the death penalty and the conceptualization of the death penalty. Uh, as an attorney, I can tell you that there are a lot of misconceptions. Uh, one of them is that uh, the death penalty is something that results in someone being killed. Right. That's uh, the biggest misconception. In California, it simply doesn't. As, as Jim right. was telling us earlier, most of the people just languish on death row because the appeals are going for so yeah, long. Yeah, they end up, they die on death row, and so they, their life without possibility of parole. Four billion dollars, ladies and gentlemen, is a lot, a lot of, money. of money. That's how much it has cost us to house individuals on death row because they get special accommodations when they're on death row, single cells, special mm-hmm. protection, TVs in the room. Got to have special security when they go places. It's very complicated. Yes, and they are almost never uh, actually killed. Right. Uh, Now, I did some work in Alabama, uh, and I did some work in the South when I was a younger lawyer. It's a very different situation. They get killed all the time out there. Uh, But in California, they just don't. And so our governor, for those of you who may not have uh, heard the first segment, Governor Gavin Newsom did an unprecedented thing earlier this year. He said, we're just going to stop it altogether. I am issuing a moratorium on executions in California. So the only way that that can be overturned is by a ballot measure. And right. that's probably going to be coming your way, voters, pretty soon. We want to know your thoughts. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Should we really keep the death penalty in California? And when we, when we address this, we really just want to know what you guys feel. You is know, it right? Is it wrong? Go people ahead, People probably don't know, too, Brian, and we should re- refresh their memories. And it hasn't been all that long ago. Proposition 62 and Proposition 66 were right. on the ballot, right? And right. so basically this came up not all that long ago. It was 2016, was, if I'm not mistaken. 67. This came up not long ago in California, and it didn't miss by much. I think it was 43% 40, that voted 40. in favor of eliminating the death penalty. So it got close. And then here's the thing. The ballot measure that did get passed – it was the idea was to basically limit the amount of time people could be on death right. row. And that was essentially found unconstitutional. But that's I mean, never going to pass the court. It, it, yeah, I mean, it, they said it could be a suggestion. But so the point is, this has come up before and it's going to come up again very soon. Folks, we'd love to hear your thoughts at 1-800-222-5222. Should we keep the death penalty in California? Victoria, you've been so patient. Thank you so much for calling us. And Kevin, we'll get to you next. What are your thoughts, Victoria? Hi, should Victoria. We, should we keep this thing or should we just scrap it like the dodo bird? Should it go the way of the dodo bird? I've got two answers for you. If we can keep it and enforce it like they do in Texas, then absolutely. But we're not enforcing it. In California, there's three to four appeals. Right. Texas, you have one and you're dead. So if we can actually keep it and, and enforce that appeal is pretty much a foregone conclusion, by the way. They're not really looking at it too hard. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. Right. Let's give you the same thing. Okay. Yes. Or, or life in prison. That's fine. Then, because it is very expensive for us. I mean, first of all, we've got to recall Governor Newsom because he's just, you know, dangerous. So that's, well, that's a bold statement, Victoria. And we're not going to go there today, but still. But in terms of the death penalty, okay. let me ask you this: If we had it in Texas, what what is it that you like about it? I mean, I'm just really interested in the way folks just think. What what is it that you think is good about the death penalty, and why do you think that it's something that should be good if it's even applied? Uh, in the way that they do in other states. 
just an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Get rid of the evil, the evil person that killed somebody so brutally. They're getting off light just by being killed. Because remember, the way they did it was usually in special circumstances, like, as you said before, torture. Um, Could be that they were just in a gang, though. Uh, let me ask you this, Victoria. Well, I think no, Victoria's got a point. I mean, I, and even Brian and I, Brian and I were talking earlier. So I'm going to give you away a little bit, Brian. We don't usually do this on the show, but Victoria, we were talking earlier. Uh, you're not too far both, away from me to hit you. I, I know, right? You reach across right. and hit me in the head, but but you know, both Brian and I both agree. In principle, there are things that people do that are so evil and so heinous. Nobody lost that, any sleep when Ted Bundy got the exactly. Like, we were talking about right Ted now. Bundy. Like you right. know, there's sometimes people do these things that are so bad. That in principle, it would deserve the death penalty. And hey, if we were there and we had to make the decision, there was nobody else around and it was just us, maybe we do it. But, but if you, we're talking about the system. So my question is, for her, Victoria, is this. So, yeah, you believe in principle that there should be a death penalty. But now we transition from is that right or wrong to should the government be empowered to pass this sentence? And can we trust people 10,000 miles away to make the right choice? Right. And do you know how you get the death penalty? It's because one man decides that they're going to charge you with it. It's a prosecutor that makes the decision simple, simply by uh, typing something in his computer that says you're going to be charged with it. Now, sometimes it's arbitrary. Sometimes people that do the tortures and all the murders and all these horrible things don't get charged with the death right, penalty. Right, they don't even get charged. And sometimes just somebody who's a, who's a felony murder, somebody who's in, uh, basically involved in a, in, a, in a heist that goes wrong – We'll get the death penalty. But I wonder, Victoria, I mean, seriously, you're, it's one thing to say we believe in it, maybe in principle, but how do you feel about letting the giving the government that power? Ah, it's a tough question. I mean, yes, you have to give the government the power because they're the people who have the power. Um, and, and, and I am speaking from experience. I've written four books on serial killers, and two oh, of those wow, serial wow. killers are on California death row. And, and one of them, who's actually a Republican serial killer, I don't know about the other one, he's saying, you know, I don't know why we don't enforce it. And he's talking about himself, and that's Wayne Adam Ford. Interesting. Wow. So I, I do have a bad experience on this. So let me ask you this, Victoria. If a police officer kills a man running away from him that is unarmed uh, and completely innocent, should that officer get the death penalty? Definitely not, and I don't know of a time outside of South Carolina where a police officer ever ever shot or somebody running away. But if it's an eye for an eye, an eye for an eye, right? Oh, no, if, if, if he was being attacked. But police officers don't kill people or shoot people if they're running away. Oh, oh be careful. Victoria. Be careful. Yeah, hang on. i got to stop you on that, Victoria. Just so you know, I mean, just to, I've, I've personally seen the video of it. I mean, it does happen, right? And it happens in California. It and it's happened in South Carolina. Yeah, right. It's happened in South Carolina. It's happened lots of places. And not that I'm blaming the police. they got a very difficult job. But that does happen. Mistakes are made. Yeah, and that's been my career. For 25 years, I've represented the families of people who have been uh, dealing with this type of situation. Go ahead, Victoria, real quick. Sorry, when an unarmed man is attacking an officer or trying to take his gun, they can be unarmed, and then the officer kills him. That, that's stopping the threat, you see. That's what a, right. a police officer is not going to do. Well, I think I might have taken us on, on, a, on a tangent here. But, Victoria, listen, I want to put you on hold briefly. Kevin, you've been so patient. Yeah, stay with us, Victoria. Uh, from uh, Orange County, you've been so patient. I want to thank you for calling A Nation Divided. And, folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Every thought is welcome. 1-800-222-5222. one 5222 Kevin. We are dying yeah. to know what you think. What say you, brother? Um, well, first of all, um, i just like to state I've actually been to prison for the majority of my adult life. Thank you I for your service. I parole for the first time. And I've met people that have got off death row. Um, and it 
it is a barbaric, brutal place. I think some people, child molesters, people like that, do deserve the death penalty. Yep. Uh, I definitely a lot of people agree with you. Disagree with Governor Newsom and Governor Newsom and. Uh, I think they should imply the death penalty. I'm someone that's been to prison, you know. Kevin, so, Kevin, let me ask you. Do, do you mind me asking? Just I'll just ask: Were you in San Quentin, or were you somewhere else? You don't have to say where you were, but were you? I in... was not in San okay. Quentin, where they have death row. Right. Um, I was at Wasco, and I was at Folsom, and I was at CRC in Narco, and I was. I have two strikes. For armed robbery with a firearm, possession of a firearm, gang enhancements, all sorts of stuff. So I've, I've seen the real side of it. and um, You seem like a really nice guy. <laughs> I Kevin, mean, you yeah, seem like I mean, a great I am, guy. I, yeah. I, I, I am. I, I, got, I, got, I got sucked into it at a young age and, and made some mistakes. And, you know, I made it off parole now, and I'm working, and I'm doing yeah, well. So. We, really, we really are so thankful for that. And uh, listen, your voice matters. i got to get to another caller, but hang stay on with one us, second. Kevin, stay don't with go us. anywhere. And, and when you talk about this, you've got to think about what are the circumstances. A lot of people that commit these crimes are on drugs right. or, they're, or they're dealing with a meth binge or something that happens. Or they just get mixed up in the wrong scene. I mean, you're listening to a guy, Kevin, there. At least he's a reasonable guy. You're talking to him. Sounds like a decent he guy. He sounds man. reasonable, but you haven't seen him when he doesn't take his medication. Well, anyway, I'm messing or, with you, Kevin. Yeah, I'm sorry. Kevin, but, I, you know, we, but yeah, we no, love seriously. You. I mean, it's, uh, you, don't know about, you don't know the story that someone else has got to tell. You never do. Martha right. from West Los Angeles, uh, I want to thank you for calling A Nation Divided. Uh, welcome yes. to the discussion. We are dying to know what you think. Yes, I am definitely for the death penalty. It is definitely a deterrent. It will probably stop many people from committing a premeditated murder. Let me stop you right there, Martha. There is a statistic on that. If, they actually if they were interviewed... not afraid of the death penalty, then why would they fight so hard in court for them? Because they want them not to receive the death penalty. Uh, execution. Of course, they're, they don't want the death penalty. And when they say, many people, they think of it ahead of time. And also, I really want to get into uh, the last subject you're talking about, policemen shooting unarmed people. I really don't know if we should go there, because I wouldn't, well, you, you, I you personally would not well, think her, the death let her, penalty. Let her say it. It's let just for the concept of an eye for an eye yeah, looking at a different way. Okay, go, Martha, go ahead, go ahead, Martha. Say what go you're going to say. Go ahead yeah. and say, Martha. Okay. There are very few incidents where policemen shoot an unarmed person. That is not and true, I must tell you. For 25 oh, no, 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 years no, no, I've been no. doing this. Let, let her speak for a moment. All right, all right, all right. I'll Can shut up. She, yeah, Thank go ahead. You. Yes. Yes. Uh, can you mention a particular incident that stands out in your mind? Yeah, Google uh, the death of... of the young, young kid that was running uh, a few months ago over the uh, fences, and he was trying to get to his grandmother's house, and he was, I think, unarmed. The police had been called. Uh, he was doing break-ins, and they had no idea that he was not uh, that he was uh, not armed. All right, let me stop you real briefly, Martha, yeah. because we, these are these are circumstances. Hold on, Martha. Let me stop you real briefly. I don't want to get too deeply in the fact. Martha, Martha, hold on, hold on, Martha, hold on one second. Just a second. I don't yeah. want to get. We too don't deeply. want to get off track. I mean, we've had that. We've done shows before. Uh, but the, the, the idea really is again, but... these facts are going to be always be complicated. Yeah, they're complicated facts, but. Sometimes and, you know, sometimes, them, right? uh, but the, folks, you, you, I don't want to have the misconception. There are a couple of things. Number one, the idea of death penalty being a deterrent. Uh, there actually have been some studies on what law enforcement thinks about the deterrent value of the death penalty. 
And just we got a break coming up. Oh, we'll, come to the, we'll hit him with the statistic when after the break. All right, folks, uh, we'll be right yeah. back. If you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at one eight hundred two 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 five two two two. We'd love to hear your opinion. Should we keep the death penalty in California? This is going to come up. The governor has said we are not going to do this anymore. Or should we have it go the way of the dodo bird? Welcome back, folks. We are a nation divided, talking about some uncomfortable subjects sometimes. And this particular day, we're talking about the death penalty in California. For Going back to 1978, when it was reinstated right. by ballot measure, uh, for those of you who may not know, there have been a whopping 13 executions. That is only 13 uh, that have happened since 1978. We have spent $4 billion housing inmates on death row. Uh, we just spent $750,000 a few years ago to recalibrate, just to remodel our lethal injection uh, center in San Quentin, and it has never been used. Is this something that we want to keep uh, we'd love to have your thoughts. Uh, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. Lance, I want to thank you for your patience. You've been so wonderful holding for so long. Hey, Lance, thanks. What say you, brother? Well, I don't think that the uh, initiative of, of the death penalty is what's the issue. I think that how it's carried out seems Great point. to be the issue. Um, and California's you know, different. You have yes. endless numbers of appeals um, endless money is being spent for something that a jury has already decided, I think, right. becomes the issue. I believe that if you do have one state appeal, one federal appeal, and if the uh, and if the conviction has not been overturned, set aside, whatnot, uh, then essentially you the offender should be put to death at midnight that night. And they have uh, also the habeas corpus the procedure, which can be invented at any time. And I think what, one of the things that Lance is echoing, folks, is that if we just do it quickly like they do in other states, maybe that would solve the problem. Uh, and this is a very important concept because Lance is really hitting the nail on the head. California is different because we have a lot of appeals, but we also have some incredibly brilliant lawyers. I know some of them. They've been doing the same thing for 20, 30 years, and they can keep these things tied up forever. Uh, but the idea is even if they do kill the person, I'm going to ask you a, a personal question, Lance. Would you rather spend mm -hmm. the rest of your life knowing that there's no possibility of parole? Would you rather spend the rest of your life in prison or get the death penalty? I think it depends on the background that you come from. Excellent I mean, I, point. I, have, I, I have known offenders through, through various buddies of mine. Are you law, law enforcement, Lance? No. Okay. No. Anyway, um, keep going. Many of my buddies are. And a lot of them have talked to guys and say, look, I get three square meals a day. I get cable. I get a full law library. Right. I get protection. Right. They get a lot of special treatment on death row. They get a lot of special treatment. Yep. Right. And the reality is whether, you know, whether they are a threat to what we perceive on the outside, uh, the, the reality is they are able to control gang activities from the inside. They are right. able to control their, their drug runs from right. the inside. And so in many respects, you know, life without the possibility of parole is not necessarily such a bad sentence for a lot of these guys. Right. The last the, guy, the last guy that was uh, executed in California actually had someone killed outside of wow. prison while he was on death row. I oh, mean, wow. so, and when you think about it, folks, uh, as Lance is talking about life without the possibility of parole, that actually winds up being the actual sentence for most people yeah. uh, on death row. They, their appeals are languishing for so long they wind up uh, dying, but the state isn't doing it. Uh, for those of you who may have been raised in the Christian religion, uh, there was a 
Bible story, and I, if I get this wrong, they were going to stone the woman to death, and they were going to kill her. They were going to take her life, and Jesus basically got in the middle of it and said, hey, for those of you who are without sin, cast the first stone. And the energy of his words and everything, everybody just dropped the stones and left. Uh, but the idea is the concept of taking human life. It should not be arbitrary. We're actually going to kill someone to show that killing is wrong. Now, when you just think about that concept, uh, is that something that we should be doing as a state? And the other thing is that it's incredibly, uh, it's usually one person who's a charging deputy that's going to decide whether to do this. You know, there's one other thing, too, in terms of cost that we haven't even brought up yet, and that's the issue of the defense of keeping death penalty is an option in the state of California. Most right. people people listening to the show right now probably have no idea that there are there's lit- active litigation about all the various ways and what like so for instance we have lethal injection in the state of California. Right. But there's a ton of litigation right now against the state and the state has to essentially defend that point. So we're spending money just on that alone. The Second, anything to keep it up. But the other yeah. thing is this. As black uh, black people, we represent about 12, 11, 12% of the population. Uh, nationwide, 40% of the people on death row are black. Uh, that is a pretty significant uh, upward departure from the population density. And why is that? And a lot of people say it's just there, there are certain biases. It's because... An individual can decide what one person is culpable of. One prosecutor makes that decision. Yeah. If you'd like to join the discussion, folks, we'd love to hear your voice at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. Back or, to you. Or nationdividedradio.com. Absolutely. You can find Thank us you, on nationdividedradio.com if you want to just ask a question or say make a comment to us without calling in. Now, back to you, Lance. And I'm not going to drop any lawyerisms on you at all. Do you really think that it's a deterrent? I mean, if you really look at how a crime plays out. Do you think that a person that may or may not do some horrible thing will say, whoa, I might get the death penalty and I won't do it? Do you think it really is a deterrent? Not in its current state. I mean, we should all be so fortunate as to be able to die in our sleep. And that's currently what California's system allows for the worst of the absolute worst. Like Tombstone, Arizona, where you're going to get hung that next day. Anyway, Anyway, go ahead, Lance. Yeah, I mean, essentially, like, if we made executions public, if we made them Whee! more barbaric to where you implement firing squads Whee! or you implement electric chairs or public hangings, then there's actually a visual that, you know, maybe certain people might say and look twice and go, wait a minute, this is possibly what I'm facing rather than being able to go to sleep and die in my sleep. Well, I've done a lot of criminal law, and I can tell you that. Uh, the concept of a deterrent hasn't been something that I've observed. Most people think they're going to get away with it. When they commit almost any crime, they're not considering a logical thought that what if I get caught? That's something that a person thinks that is a rational person. And that person is not going to commit the yeah, crime in the this, first place. This, we're going down a rabbit hole. This is a very esoteric discussion. But we do have one number on this, and we should have gotten to it earlier when the when Martha called in. Bring it to us, Jim. Basically, 2%. So police, here's, a, here's a study that was done in 2016. So police chiefs around the uh, – I'm sorry, 2009. It was 2009. Police chiefs all around the country were asked, what is your um, – the what is the thing that prevents you from being an effective law enforcement unit? And insufficient use of death penalty was like 2%. Yeah, 2%. Like 2% said that. So you got like 3% gangs, 5% too many guns, 6% ineffective prosecution. 
Lack of law enforcement resources, of course, was like 25, 30 percent. Drug alcohol abuse, 25 percent. So, right. so the concept of, death, of deterrent is something that has been challenged by law you enforcement. you got to go to the experts. I mean, there's no way for us to know what the effect of seeing it versus not seeing it's going to be, but you got to go to the experts and see what they say. Uh, Rick? And I would agree with that. Okay, I, I would only ask absolutely. you guys, I would only ask you guys, you know, is the question of and actually deterrent the fact that these guys, if you do commit such a heinous crime in California, that you know without a without a shadow of a doubt that you will never receive the death penalty, no matter how horrible the right, crime. Right. That's really, you know, the, the, if there is no fear that's instilled as to the possibility or how swift your sentence could be carried out, then where is an actual deterrent going to But come the concept yeah. of fear presupposes that you uh, you have a basic moral compass uh, the folks that are committing these crimes are so uh, out of touch with reality. They are so lack of empathetic. They, they have so many problems that they don't really think it through like you're thinking it through. The person that would even analyze a problem like you just did, Lance, is never the person that's going to commit the crime that's in the right. first place. And, and if you were, you'd still commit the crime, right? Like, so let's say you're a guy who's rational and you're going to think about this thing and you want to commit this crime. You've said, yeah, I really want to do it, but I'm not sure about the death penalty. Wait, let me look at the statistics. Less than 50 percent of prosecutions even result in death penalty and only one in every 50 actually get executed. I'm going to go ahead and commit the, the crime. The actual so person if you were rational, so you'd sick. actually do it. Yeah, right. I mean, it's. These are great points. Lance, don't go anywhere. Uh, Rick, uh, I wanted to get to you. You've been so patient. Thank you so much for holding. Uh, we'd like you to join the discussion, man, and it doesn't matter what your opinion is. We love you anyway. All what right. do you believe, Thanks, brother? Michael. Real simple. Uh, I'll, I'll piggyback a little bit on Lance. The way the death penalty is now, uh, I don't think it's a deterrent just because it takes too long. And if we're going to keep having 35 years' worth of appeals, um, I think that's money's better spent elsewhere. Good point, um, good point. I don't think it's a deterrent. However, there's another thing you want to look at is uh, having the victim's family get some closure. And get oh, some great point, Rick. Yeah, that's true. And if anybody's yeah. listening that's a victim uh, of, a, of a very serious crime or a loved one has been, uh, we'd love to hear your voice in this because you just really brought up something that we really need to talk about, Rick, is because a lot of this is for the victims. Yeah, we're talking about and numbers the and we're family. talking about money, but we're not talking about the emotional part of this. And if they're sitting in the room and they see the person get shot up with the injection and they see the heart stop beating, is that going to give them a sense of closure? Uh, because typically that death is a lot cleaner than the death that was inflicted by the person that is actually being killed. Yeah, unfortunately. And uh, you got lawyers to thank for that, by the way. They'll say it's cruel and unusual. Right. But still, a victim's family is a, a very important conceptualization here. I want to thank you so much for bringing that up, Rick. Rick, do you oh, think we should keep it? What are your thoughts? What do you think we should do? Under its current system in California, I say no. I think it's a waste of resources. And uh, to piggyback something that one of you two gentlemen said, very good lawyers in this state. And some of the appeals I've heard, I've actually stopped and thought, wow, I didn't even think about that. And, yeah, they will uh, bring up 36 points. And if even one sticks, you know, <laughs> there you that's go. the point. Exactly. All right, Rick, don't go anywhere. I, I, I'm Thanks, gonna wanna, Rick. I'm, we're going to want to circle back to you at the end. Uh, we've got a couple of, uh, of, of new issues now. Uh, but we're going to have to take a very short break. Now, when we get back, uh, we're going to get to everybody who's currently holding. Uh, the question that I'm going to always go back to is, is this right? And let's just talk about our conceptualization, because I believe that we're seeing things now differently than they did 100 years ago and 200 years ago. 
where they just automatically assumed it was. Is it right for the state to kill someone to show that is killing is wrong? Is it really consistent with the American creed? Absolutely. Is it really consistent with being an American to right. want the death penalty? So, folks, we're going to get to everyone. Um, thank you so much for your interest. Uh, we're going to have to take a short break right now, but we're going to get to everyone get back. And the question for everyone that's holding is going to be, is this the right thing to do? Uh, and I don't know if there is any one answer. We love you, folks, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. We are Nation Divided Radio, coming to you live from Culver City, sitting across the table from my best friend, Mr. James Oates, talking about this most vexing issue. Should we kill people in the name of the state? Should the death penalty continue in California? Uh, we'd love to hear your opinions even after the day. You can reach us at nationdividedradio.com. Uh, but the, the idea is, is this something that we should still be doing? $4 billion have been spent since 1978 when it was re reinstated. Only 13 people have been executed. There are currently 744 people on death row. Most of the people on death row die uh, because the appeals are, are dragging on so long. Well, more uh, than half, yeah, right now. And the governor has, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom has basically issued a moratorium on the death penalty for these reasons. He is saying it is fundamentally flawed. If you'd like to weigh in, we'd love to hear from you at 1-800-222-5222. Tina from Huntington Beach. We'd love to hear your thoughts, and thank you so much for calling in. Are you Hello? there, Tina? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what do you think? Okay. Well, the reason I think that the death penalty is a waste of money is because the guys that end up with the death penalty are in there for crimes that usually get them killed. Anyway, number one, they're, they're the number one target, and the men will just take them out. If they're locked up in a PC tank or something like that, the movement that these guys get is it's hardly nothing. They turn into uh, schizophrenics. They get... Um, they suffer the whole time. Uh, yeah, Tina, uh, you, you're bringing us a good point, so let me cut you off real briefly. What, what Tina is basically talking about, folks, is that th this is a situation where every person that's in there uh, is going to suffer to a certain degree. They're going to have certain things happen to them. Uh, but the it, thing is, what she's saying there is actually not really accurate. I mean, I, I, the, her, uh, Tina, what you're saying in principle, I think, makes sense, is that the people that do like, what she's, I get what she's saying, people that do really, really horrible things, let's just say it, like a people, a person's a child molester, right? you know, someone who's done this really bad thing, they're going to get thrown in prison, and if you just leave them with the regular population, Dead. sooner or later they're going to get popped. Dead. But here's the thing, most people that are on death row actually weren't child molesters. They're, they're typically people that shot and killed one person in a robbery or they do kill police, and there's some people Bad that say that's happened. So they, you've got people, a lot of people on death row, whether they should or shouldn't be there is secondary to the thing of it's they're not rising to the level of a lot of crimes right. that a lot of people commit. Here's here's a statistic from Gil Garcetti gave this. This is a great one. Most people in the state of California even have no idea that less than 50 percent of murderers ever even get caught. Right. So they've yeah. got like those solid those cases never get solved. But again, in Gil Garcetti's day, the crime was much different. Crime uh, was different, but it, it hasn't been that long. It was spoken. Well, yeah. actually, folks, one of the things that you might we do want to educate you as well. Crime has been violent. Crime has been dropping consistently over the last two decades. We yeah, are currently the, at 1970 percentage levels. of solved crime. So here's the point. So you've got people that are committing these crimes and they're not even on death row. They're not in prison at all. So. 
talking about, it's, <laughs> you know, it, and so when you start talking about what's right and what's wrong and what 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 is a good uh, use of our resources right. to prevent crime. But I can also tell you if there's 744 people on death row, those are 744 stories. And we That's can't right. generalize about what a person on death row did or what. These are all very unique circumstances. Absolutely. But the idea is at the, when the rubber hits the road, the decision is to take life. Okay, we're basically killing someone. And when you really think about that, because I deal with so much death in, in my line of work with, with officer-involved shootings, there's a very sacred, sacred thing about that. I mean, there are a lot of people who say that only the, uh, people that are pro-life, for example, uh, who uh, defend the, the, the concept of uh, there should be no abortions. Uh, a lot of these folks are doing that because of the concept of life, but a lot of the same folks who, that believe that believe in the death penalty, too. Well, it comes and back it, to the concept of, of liberty, right? Personal liberty and, and, again, like what I like to call the American creed, the idea that each person matters. Like you're saying, each person absolutely. has a story. But, but they, at the same time, you got to be responsible for your actions, though. True. Uh, Tina, we're going to come back to you. John from West Hills, I want to thank you for being so patient. Uh, welcome to A Nation Divided Radio. Uh, we'd love to know your opinions on the topic of the death penalty. Should we keep it? Is it right? Is it wrong? Let's say you, John. Well, I think it's a good deterrent, and it can be profitable. How so? Profitable? Paper? Did you yeah. say pay-per-view? Pay-per-view? Right. Yeah. Pay-per-view. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that, back that to the Roland I had no idea that would come out. All right, but wait a minute. You know people would pay to watch that. There are people that would, actually. Do you uh, know there's a website profitable. that you can go to that John, shows you have a sick mind like Jim yeah, and, uh, and us, but uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I wouldn't even go there. Yeah. Uh, I think that our producer, uh, Wayman, would, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> still. Wayman, would you go for that? Well, he probably wouldn't would, do but, that. But, would you, John, it goes back to the concept of we're still, whether it's pay-per-view or whether it's, you know, we've moved past the Roman gladiators. We've moved past, as a society, the concept, it's still killing. Is it right for the government for the government to kill a person to show that killing is wrong? Even if the government can make money. Right. What do you think, John, really? Just at the, at the core. Go ahead. Whose job is it? Whose job is it to make the decision? It's usually the... Whose would... job is it to protect the public? Uh, all of us, if you really look at it, it's the entire community. I, I would argue every person that is in a community of individuals, it's their job. And the community is actually a lot more effective than law enforcement officers. But it's all of our job, John. But still, well, I uh, don't get it. I, I don't know I, where you're coming from. Well, right. see, what I think what I would argue, since he asked the question, I'll jump in. I would argue that it's not the government's job to decide who's going to die or who's not going to die, even if it happens in front of a oh, I see. A, 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 a jury of your peers. I would say, yes, collectively we have the responsibility to protect our society, and law enforcement can do that. And putting someone in prison for life is the same. You know, America is the only penalty. industrialized country that still has a death penalty. Right. They're not in any countries in Europe, uh, any uh, so-called uh, – I don't know, first world country. They did, they yeah, know, did away a, with the death penalty. It's interesting. A long the gal that called in earlier that had, that was sort of an advocate for the death penalty, and she right. sounded like maybe she was British or South African. And I'm, I think her name was Martha. Martha. Sorry, I don't mean to peg you one way or the other, but it sounded like she wasn't from the United States, right? South Africa, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, they don't Australia. Have I mean, they list them all, but none of it. them do, right? Yeah. And uh, okay, so folks, listen, uh, John, don't go anywhere. Uh, Henry from Yorba Linda, want to thank you so much for being so patient. Uh, the issue is the death penalty. Should we keep it? And we just want to know what you feel in your heart, brother. 
Okay, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking my call. This is a wonderful discussion because I think it gets to a lot of points. I don't believe this is a binary issue. I don't think there is a simple one or zero decision. I totally what agree. I will say, what I will say is this. I do believe in empathy mm-hmm. for both victims and the other side, and I will tell you why. Because I'm from Chicago. I moved here a year ago, and there was a project at Northwestern Law where they were exonerating individuals who were sitting on death row because of the advent of DNA evidence. Uh, la- year before yep. last, Jim yeah. and I were actually there at yep. Northwestern Law School talking to those folks. To those folks, yeah. Like, anyway, yeah, yeah. these are great points, folks. And yeah. if you really want to know, Henry uh, said something that is incredibly significant, which is this is not a binary issue. It's not black or white. This is not just it's going to be this way or it's going to be this way. And mm-hmm. when we look at that, that really does kind of shed light on the issue. But anyway, continue, Henry. Yes, yeah, so... The, the issue of money for me is I could go on eBay right now and buy a sack of Roman coins for $2. I mean, there could be a hyperinflation and that $4 billion is worthless. So I think it becomes an issue of morality and the soul. This is a Judeo-Christian country, but yet it seems to be very vindictive. Right. And people do make mistakes. And I've heard many stories of people who have committed murder and been changed in prison. And the families accept that. And But um, some of the folks yeah, are just recidivist, hardcore... Uh, serial killers uh, that really are just yeah. so lacking in empathy that their their sure. situation is somewhat sure. distinguishable. And what we haven't really talked about is how many innocent people have been determined to have been on death row. Yeah, the number was around four percent. Four percent. All the studies. Anyway. Say, but also, I have an issue because this becomes one of who. Okay, justice is blind, but it has also a pocket. And who has the money? Uh, the DuPont heir killed a man, and he was serving 15 years. The majority of the people who were exonerated in the city or in the state of Illinois were African American, right. hey Henry, Hispanic. Hey Henry, and, hang on just a second. We have to get we're, we got one more that we're going to yeah. get to. So hang on just a second sure, for us. No. We'll, we'll, be, we'll come back to you. Tina, go ahead. You're on Nation Divided Radio. Hello, Tina. Anyway, Tina, thank you so much. We're going to go actually go back to Henry. Uh, Henry, we're, we're kind of running short on time. So I, one of the things I wanted you to do, uh, because you've obviously thought so critically about the subject, is if you were in power, in other words, say we didn't have a government that we do now, say we had a dictatorship and it was your decision to decide whether or not we keep this, what would you do? In a, well, um, uh, there, is a, there is no moral dictatorship. I would get rid of it. Based on the fact that there are too many examples, uh, one Plato said, "This is the worst thing that could happen to a man is being put in prison for a crime you didn't do." Right. They take someone's background, manipulate it, twist it, and then put him in. Does that happen all the time? No, case no. by case. That's why this idea of pay per view, we're, we're Roman gladiators, all this stuff, case by case. But money talks, and when the media also gets a hold of the case, it's limit up. And it's also uh, we, along those lines. You know, thank you so factors, much, gentlemen. And that, it's sad. It's uh, sad we're at this point. Thank um, you so much, I'm, Henry. I'm uh, we're going to have to move on real briefly because my producer's yelling at me. I uh, wish we could have spoken to you earlier. Thank you so much, Henry. Uh, so, folks, as we uh, kind of bring this thing to a close, uh, I want to bring up the concept of the government, okay? If anyone's ever dealt with uh, being subject to a uh, tax levy, being subject to a criminal prosecution, you realize how powerless you really are. And what is the government? And when you start talking about societies that the government has historically killed people uh, or historically taken it upon themselves to eliminate certain segments of society, 
we're usually talking about the type of repressive regimes that don't exist in America. Folks, I'm not going to tell you my opinion one way or another, but the important thing is the discussion. And as we say earlier, as we move into the next phase of this particular day, it doesn't matter whether we agree with you or whether we disagree with you. We love you all. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week, folks. Have a good one. A Nation Divided, furnished by the Cochran Firm. 